The name on the front is a hell of a lot more important than the one on the back. Get that through your head. I don't care what the scoreboard says. At the end of the game, in my book, we're going to be winners. I'll make it. You don't do that to a man. He's got a million dollar idea right here. Billion dollar idea. Even better, let him flow. Okay. Well, there's nothing like a cold one after a long day, huh? Here's to feeling good all the time. And now, from the 908 studio, this is Shoot Your Shot. Long Beach sports in Long Beach bars. Brought to you by 908s, where life is great. And we're back. Shoot your shot. Long Beach Sports in Long Beach Bars. Paul Slater, the chosen one. Young PS3. JG, John Grossi, the boss man. Uh, it's good to be back, John. Another week. Paul, great to have you back. Thanks, man. Thanks for bringing me back on. We had a, a great interview this week at Tracy's Bar and Grill. Great place to eat with the one and only. There's not many people like this guy. Mike Gallo played in the major leagues, pitched for the Astros in the World Series, Played at Long Beach State. Great guy. Great interview. Uh, we need to have him back on. Mike Allo was awesome. Tracy's was awesome. We spent about four to five hours there for this one. Uh, we were watching the playoff game. Uh, Dodgers beat the Cubs. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit more about it, but I just want to give a quick plug to those wonton poppers. Oh, oh my, my God. Are you kidding Tracy's me? Had, people don't realize if they haven't eaten dinner at Tracy's, how it's a very like viable restaurant and how good of a restaurant it is. And the appetizers with the jalapeno cheese inside those wontons, holy smokes. I you didn't know get which one there. I liked better. I couldn't tell. Well, yeah. And no nice is usually when you get an appetizer, appetizer like that, they don't give you good servings. But Tracy's does. There's six of those big things. Cut them in half. You got 12. Cut them into thirds, Paul. 18. That's an 18-piece appetizer. I'm not a math guy, but that sounds about right. I love food. Iron sharpens iron. You think I'm going to start with high school football, don't you? You're wrong, John. That's, that's what you usually do. Paul. Well, you're wrong okay. because we're starting with high school volleyball. Match of the week, Lakewood beat Pauly in five. It was Lakewood's fifth straight Morley League championship. They actually split. Uh, they're splitting. the. It's a co-Morley League championship because Pauly beat Lakewood early on in the year. Mm. But they're going to split fifth straight title for Lakewood, which is unbelievable. That's crazy. Destiny Villiamu, 24 kills, 4 digs, and 3 blocks. She wasn't healthy in the first uh, first match, but she was healthy this time, and they won in 5. Julia Crawford, that might sound familiar, John, that last name Crawford. Julia Crawford. Crawford, yeah. Yep. Is it like Carl Crawford? Like J.P. Crawford, oh, wow. who's going to be our guest next week. Oh, J.P. Crawford, yeah, he's coming on the show next week. That's right. Over at Glory Days. Exactly. Julia yeah. Crawford is his little sister. Okay. 12 kills for Lakewood in the win. Pauly's number six in Division One. Lakewood's number seven in Division One. They should be making some deep runs into the playoffs, and I'm pretty excited about it. I can't believe Lakewood's such a powerhouse. I mean, I, we know Mike Wadley over there. He's a great coach. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't actually know that firsthand. I've never had him as a coach, but he seems like a good guy. Yeah. And uh, what a what a weird thing that, that Lakewood is just totally running away with the more league. Thanks for filling me in on that, Paul. I did not, did not know. Well, there you go. Milliken beat Wilson in five. Milliken, that's the first time they beat Wilson twice in a season. I don't know in I don't, in a long time. I don't have I'm not a big more league uh, record guy like uh, in the history records, but it's been a long time since that's happened. Well, here's the thing about volleyball, Paul. Uh, I want to remind our listeners it's the only sport where it's not good to hit the to put the ball in the back of the net. You know, you don't want to put it in the back of the net or the front of the net. Yeah, stay away from the net. Anna Becker had 11 kills and three aces for Milliken. Jackie Ferris, 13 kills for Milliken. 
we're staying on the the topic of volleyball, John. And you know what? It was uh, it was good to see you at the uh, the Friday, the thirteenth match against Hawaii, the whiteout. It was good to see you there. I oh, wait, you, no, no, you didn't go. I forgot. I be, well, I bet you didn't see me because I was so whited out. I, I have very white skin, and I was in a white shirt. I was just blending in the wall. I actually didn't even get a shirt. I'm kind of pissed about it. We went to the outside where they were giving the shirts away. All gone. Who's we? Because I know I wasn't with you. Me and producer Nick. Me okay. and producer Nick That's were there. Uh, it was good to see you there. Maybe next time. They actually fell to Hawaii in four. They won the first set, uh, dropped the next three. Uh, Brian, BG, Brian Gimolero, he was celebrated at uh, in between sets. And uh, we saw him there, and he couldn't believe that we were there because th- he couldn't believe that they let us in the pyramid. <laughs> That's what he told us. Well, Brian Gimolero, we know he's listening. He's a big-time listener. He was a great guest. And, uh, you know, this is typical NCAA to, to always be one set behind Shoot Your Shot podcast. Exactly. You know, we, we get the guy on the show, and then all of a sudden he gets an award. It's just, you know, that's how it goes when you're leading the business. Long Beach State <laughs> swept Fullerton, actually. 25-22, 25-19, 25-20. And it just makes me happy because Fullerton is winless in conference play right now. You know, we could have the worst season of all time, but if Fullerton has a worst season – Oh, man, it makes me happy. I hate Fullerton. You do too, Paul. So that's great news. Brooke Erkman, 12 kills. Emma Kirst, 8 kills. Great stuff by the old Long Beach State women 49er volleyball team. Moving on to high school real quick. Wilson beat Lakewood, John. High school football. Mason Del Rosario, game-winning field goal from 13 yards out in overtime. A little OT. OT, OT. That's exciting stuff, Never much love when you go OT. Ryan Petway, 304 yards passing, three touchdowns. Your boy, Kronberger, 34 carries, 184 yards. Have you carried anything for 34 times, John? <laughs> I've carried a few things 34 <laughs> times. Carried carried this podcast about, what, five or six times since we started doing it. Okay. So. Pauly beat Compton, 57-10. to 10. Jake Garcia, the backup quarterback to your boy Corral, he came in. Uh, six for six, 125 yards, two touchdowns. Darius Krieger, Kiwan Markham, touchdown each. Jackrabbits look good, but they gave up points, John. Remember they, they were trying to pitch the shutout throughout the Moore League? They gave up points. You called it. I called it. Uh, once again, my shoot-your-shot is just in the books as a sure lock of the week. I'm I'm getting to be known as kind of the poly football expert, I think, mm-hmm. with my insights. So. Yeah. yeah. Well done, buddy. Cabrillo beat Jordan 46-16. to This was one of those something's-got-to-give games because both were winless in league. Jordan's Paul, Paul that's tr- the game I was at when you were at the Long State <laughs> Where Volleyball. Were you? <laughs> you there? No. Nah, <clears throat> first, first win for the Jags in league. It's, uh, Jordan's having a tough one. They're having a tough year so far. St. Anthony, though, starting to pick it up a little bit. They played Bishop Montgomery, beat him 50-7. to This is your classic case of basketball school sucking at football. Bishop Montgomery, a basketball school. They won the CIF championship last year. It's kind of like Kansas. Kansas basketball really good. Kansas football, awful. I've never really liked Bishop Montgomery. They they sound like they're like some butler at some England castle. Bishop Montgomery, all this fancy stuff. Montgomery's hey. a fancy name. We're we're right down to business. Anthony, that's a good name. Or just the Saints. The yeah. Saints. Done. Saint, Saint Tony. Saint Tony. Tone. Tone dog. It's Tone dog. We're big Saints fans over here. It was a good win for them. They actually play Saint Genevieve this week. Uh, big big ma- uh, matchup in the in the uh, league, the Camino Real League. Pretty sure that's what it's called. Paul, you say that like I didn't already know it. Let's talk to this to this Gallo interview. Mike Gallo is one heck of a guy, and he brings electricity everywhere he goes. And we were pretty rowdy at Tracy's. 
This was this was a unique, unique interview. One, the guy comes about two hours late. True. <laughs> and so you're gonna. Why do you expect anything else? No, and, and he acted, and also he was like very apologetic, and like it, he was at his kid's birthday. Very, very valid excuse. Right. You know, we don't have. He kept apologizing. We were at Tracy's watching Dodgers and eating. Yeah. Like that's what we'd be doing anyway, Paul. Right. So you know that was that was no problem. Classic comes in late, comes in hot. He did. And this guy, I mean, he thinks it um, faster than he throws. I think. Yeah, it's probably right. And he that's threw in the '90s. That's why he's not in the league anymore, though. His his brain was going faster than he threw. <laughs> and and what I like is he's so genuine, such a genuine, nice guy, such a Long Beach guy, through and through. I saw your word there, through and through. I'm pretty, I'm pretty pissed about it. Yeah, I know. I'll let that one go. He's a Long Beach guy, and he he very genuinely thinks about our questions and he like you could see him he's like in his brain he's like i want to give these guys the best answer i can so i, I thought it was a really really good one tracy's the food was unbelievable the game was a great place to watch a game we were right in front of the tv unbelievable great interview through and through i stole it back from you uh let's toss it that mike Allen interview at tracy's bar and grill this episode of shoot your shot is brought to you by long beach 908 magazine's back page sponsor the best in the real estate biz michelle k and her home selling team why go with michelle k because no one cares more about her clients she specializes in being over the top off the charts and helpful to clients the bottom line is she doesn't know how to approach clients and their problems in any other way and oh by the way she donates a portion of all of her sales to the number one fundraiser and supporter of local sports in our city the long beach century club find michelle k at better living in long Wow, seven projects. We're at Tracy's Bar and Grill, 5511 Spring Street, 90808, open hours, Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. to 2 a.m. Kitchen open from 9 a.m. to 10 p.m., burgers, sandwiches, I mean, basically everything you want. Or you could just sit down and crush beers and watch MLB playoffs like we've been doing. So speaking of the playoffs, we've got a former Long Beach State dirtbag, a guy who's pitched in the playoffs in the World Series with the Houston Astros, Mike Gallo. Mike, what's up, man? Hey, thanks for taking uh, the time and hanging out with us. No worries. I, I was bummed I was a little late tonight, but uh, in my son's fourth birthday, I'm giving a shout-out. Evan Gallo, future baseball player, uh, maybe football player, maybe. Who knows? He just got to play something to get a scholarship because I, I don't – it's too expensive to go to college these days. <laughs> hey, in typical relief pitcher fashion, he doesn't come for the start. No. He, comes, <laughs> he comes to the end, but I tell you what, he's going to close out strong. So we're glad to have him. Close out strong. We got to crush a couple pitchers already, so we're okay with that. Yeah, we're fine. We're not mad at it. Yeah, all. He, yeah he made his way around and drink beer, eat food, and watch Dodgers. Yeah, we're, we're not gonna loosen, get loosen we're, we're it up. We're real pissed about it. Yeah. What, yeah. A what a tough, what a tough place to be. Uh, so I'm gonna start with this. What's a lonelier place? The mound in the playoffs, sitting between two bad boys like John and I, or the DJ booth? What's lonelier? You know. I wouldn't even say it was lonely. I, I would think um, the butterflies and everything juice up more when you're on the mound than when you're behind a DJ booth. <laughs> uh, DJ was like a, a, a stress relief coming from baseball, and, and then it was the, uh, an off-season job, and I just love to uh, get in front of a crowd and play music or pitch. I didn't care. Um, and plus I got free uh, free beverages when I did that, and uh, there were some perks, and uh, – you know, I, I like music. I, I like all different kinds of music, so I got into doing that. But but the mound was a sacred place where, you know, you you never know what was going to happen. But at that level, at the big league level, it's a job, and, you know, you never know uh, how long you're going to have that job. What, what's your DJ name, by the way? Well, I've had many. I have many. Uh, you can't change first, DJ names. Oh, uh, I have. You have to evolve as you get older. 
and you get better. So I I was DJ Slider out of uh, – oh, okay. because I threw okay, a lot yeah. of sliders. Well, actually, I'm left-handed, a lot of sliders. And then and then it went into <laughs> – and then it went into uh, – to DJ Tronic because I was at Gaslamp Bar okay. Grill or is it, they're called Bar Grill yeah. right? Yeah, the Gaslamp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. if you guys ever want to do a show there, I know the owner there. So if you guys want to do something, there, I got a little hook up there. Cool. So. Yeah, Paul's trying to be a country singer, so that might work out well. Hey, there you go. They have country night there too. Okay. We'll talk about that. But Tracy's is the place that we all came to when we were old enough to drink or try to act like we we're old enough to drink and good food and all that good stuff. That's why we're here. <laughs> uh, I, I thought a good nickname for you would be the Gallo Team, like the Guillotine. Because you're chopping up the records. Yeah, yeah, you could you could hear that. But the, the thing was, only the Latin guys would use my last name, and they would say Gallo, hey, Gallo. And, and then, then they call me, the that means rooster in yep, Spanish. Yep. <laughs> so everybody, all the Latin dudes were like, hey, rooster, rooster, where's your DJ stuff? But then again, when I was playing up at, at that level, at the big league level, not, not many people knew that I, I, I don't, I think I bought DJ equipment my last year playing ball. And my brother ran V2O in downtown Long Beach. I don't know if you guys remember that nightclub down there. And uh, it was just something I did in the off season to get out of the house, and it was fun. Well, we want to talk about uh, we're going to get to your, your major league career, obviously. You sp- but you spent uh, a good amount of time in the minors, and I know that's grueling stuff. But, but what's, what's the most fun part about the minors? There's got to be some upsides to that. You know, growing up in Long Beach, you know, you're, you're used to the big, you know, I don't want to say a big city, but it's an urban life. When you got when I got to the minor leagues, my first stop was Auburn, New York, and it's way upstate. I, when I thought of New York, I thought I was going to the city. I didn't even know New York had a countryside. I, I mean, there, yeah. it was it didn't seem like it was New York. So the highlight of this town was a prison, and there was a prison in downtown Auburn. The stadium had maybe 50 fans to maybe a couple hundred fans, I should say. But that's where my pro career started, and the minor leagues to me was a way to escape Southern California, all that I knew, and go to these small towns and see what the people were like and what's the food like. And, you know, one thing I noticed about the food in, in the Meyer Leagues is that every town had a Chinese food place. Really? And if you wanted Mexican food and you're in Iowa, it was crap. It was crap. <laughs> but Chinese food, wherever you went, seemed to be pretty good. It was just interesting. I'm a big Chinese food guy, so I should probably try this whole minor league baseball thing out. Hey, we got, we got China star in Long Beach. Maybe that's why they keep trying to bring uh, minor I, league teams here. I'm telling you, I want to do like a reality show and follow a, a minor league baseball player around and, and for like two months. I think that would be a cool documentary because I don't think a lot of people know what it's like for a minor league baseball player. They just think it's glamorous because it's pro yeah. baseball, but it's not. That's not a yeah. bad idea. Well, hey, send that over to do Netflix. You, you, you bring your own chopsticks on the road? Uh, what do you mean? Like well, for all the Chinese, Chinese food. food? Oh, no, 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 no. No, <laughs> I, I was picky when it came to Chinese food. It was just chicken and rice. You ate it with your hands? No. We always fork. Fork. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, fork. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm thinking, I'm thinking you hit your pinnacle when you're pitching in the World Series, 05, Houston Astros, lefty coming in there uh, against what, the White Sox? Yes, it was the Chicago White Sox. Yeah, when you, you know, what you've done in the baseball throughout the whole season and the prior seasons, and if you get to the World Series, you're already prepared for it. But what, the, the surreal thing about what happened was you think about we're the only baseball game on in the, in the world, maybe, except for yeah. other places, but on TV. And uh, I think it hit home when my brother, he got married and he, in 2005, and he went to Ireland for his honeymoon. When he made those plans, we were like six games out of a playoff spot and six teams behind six teams, too, on top of that. And he didn't think – he asked. He actually asked me, he's like, hey, 
you guys don't think you're gonna make the postseason this year, right? I'm gonna go. I'm going to Ireland, and I, and I actually said, dude, I don't know. I, mean, I, I we're gonna, you know, we'll see what happens, and I'll never forget it. He was, it was like two o'clock in the morning, and he was watching me pitching the World Series from Dublin, Ireland. Wow, that's awesome. <laughs> so that that was the trippy thing. So, but yeah, when you when you're when you get to that point, but it just seems like all eyes are on you when you're, especially when you're up there. You're the final two teams. What what are your looking back? Do you have your top three moments of, of playing in the big leagues? Well, of course, your debut, you know, when you come out of the bullpen. You know, what I was faced, that like for you? It was, it was nerve-wracking. Um, I just I had good veteran leadership in that bullpen with Billy Wagner. You guys remember Billy Wagner? Threw 100 miles an hour, left-handed. A couple other guys, Brad Lidge, who was the number one pick out of Notre Dame. You guys remember Brad Lidge gave, gave up some famous home runs, but he also won some – he won a World Series with the Phillies. Yep. So, anyways, uh, I faced Scott Pesednik. And I went. I fell behind to him, two two and one, and threw my outside fastball, and he flew out. And uh, that was uh, that was my debut. It was just one batter. So um, you got uh, the out. Yeah. That's so I got the out, and then uh, yeah. So then uh, I would say my second, second, the second time memorable was probably getting sent back down after being in the big leagues. That's an emotional train wreck. After you you're up there and. Everything's good to go, and then you're making that paycheck, and they're like, "Oh, hey, you got to go back down and go work on some things." Talk about adversity! You know, you're 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 pitching in front of a bunch of people in the stands. You got ESPN, and then now you're going back to the minor leagues, and and now you have no, barely any scouting reports on hitters. Where you're, and the big leagues, you're getting scouting reports. Now you're going back to square one again. You don't even know who the hell you're facing anymore, and you got to start over, and you got to attack. So. That was probably a memorable. That happened to me like a couple, two times. Getting, just, I was up and down like a boomer, uh, like a boomerang. But I think the 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 third most memorable, you know, memorable time would probably be, you know, obviously all the champagne. I'm gonna combine them. All the champagne and the beer pours on our heads after we won the wild card, won the NLCS. I'm sorry, won the divisional. Wait, was it divisional? I'm sorry, yeah, divisional yeah. and NLCS. And the, and then getting to the World Series. Obviously, we didn't pop champagne then because we got swept. <laughs> but uh, but it was cool. It was really fun. Do you ever, like, when you want to bring back the good old days, just open a champagne bottle, just pour it on your head? Boom. You know, when the Kings, I'm a big hockey fan. <laughs> so when the Kings won in 2012, I did pop some champagne. I don't know what kind it was. It squirted it everywhere. Uh, <laughs> don't know where it ended up. But, yeah, we did that. But that, yeah. But, now that's the only time I would pop some champagne. Because if, if the Kings win the cup, that's cool. That's a cool thing to pop yeah. champagne. Uh, your lefty specialist is that the greatest job in the world? You think being a lefty specialist, you come out there one, you know, for one batter and then you're out of there, or is that is that a, a difficult thing to do? You know, when you're a lefty specialist, it, it, it's it, you got to have quick memory loss. So there's highs and lows, and you got to find a way to be in that even valley. Because if you mentally it's like this, if you face one hitter, you're in for the night, and you walk that guy or give up a hit, you're screwed. Yeah, you're screwed. And then you gotta, then you gotta forget about it. And you might have to face that same hitter the next day. Overall, um, it's nerve-wracking, but at the same time, if you, your confidence goes a long way, if you have confidence, if you pitch scared, you get lit and you fail. Well, not only are you a lefty, but you're also a relief pitcher. So what I, I want to know: Are you the weirdest guy in the world of all time? Most left-handed relief pitchers are fo- <laughs> are messed up. <laughs> <laughs> but, but what's the deal? what's honestly the deal? I mean, I, I feel like bullpen pitchers are just kind of. Typically, yeah, just you, you, a little bit, a little bit, yeah. Yeah, Psychosis. you watch a lot of baseball from the bullpen, a lot. You got to keep it loose. You got to. If you're serious all the time. Was there ever one dude where you're like, that guy's out there? 
there were some interesting dudes. I was like, but everybody said that by everybody. But, you know, you could tell who the serious guys were, like the setup guys, the bullpen guys. They were, they, they were making some money, and you could just tell they were – they went after it, you know. There's just – it's a different world in the bullpen that the, that the general public doesn't know about. You know, there's certain guys in the third and fourth innings that have to go take their – their bathroom break and and it's amazing how regular bullpen guys are <laughs> it's like hey you know it's the fourth inning crap i didn't i didn't go to the bathroom yet you know and i don't mean the number one <laughs> and uh we used to we play tricks on each other and stuff like that and it was it was pretty funny but you, one thing you have to be in the bullpen is a unit and you could tell in the, in the big leagues level now the teams that are successful if you have a crappy bullpen they're not there yeah you gotta have a solid bullpen the yankees to me have a great bullpen their, their team is not that great. They have a good bullpen, and, and that carried them. And they're starting pitching as well, but you got to have a good bullpen and a good clubhouse, but that's something else we can talk about. The Astros had the killer bees back when you were there, Berkman, BGO, Bagwell. Who was your favorite killer bee? And were you upset that they didn't call you the BGs? I mean, <laughs> they didn't throw you in the mix at all. What the no, heck was that about? No, dude, it was one of those things where it's just – it was that was a surreal thing. I mean, I was – 13 years old collecting these guys rookie cards and then i'm in the big leagues with them i mean that's how long these guys were playing baseball i was just uh, and, and not only that when we picked up roger clemens and, and pettit uh, it was like a video game i feel like i'm playing rbi baseball on nintendo yeah. going you kidding me and uh but you know i, I loved biggio and, and bagwell and were just two different dudes but you could just tell they were like brothers they've been through they you could tell what by when i got there They've been through a lot of war, a lot of battles, and to see them get to a World Series, I feel spoiled. To be honest with you, Berkman was Ber- Berkman could Lance Berkman could wake up and go hit BP and hit bombs, and he, he just that's and he's just quiet and he's chill. I don't think I ever heard a curse word out of his mouth. To get to the World Series, here I am, second year in the big leagues, I'm getting a trip to the World Series. Those guys played their whole career and never went to the World Series till that point. So it was and, and Bagwell at the time. He couldn't even lift up his arm because he had arthritis so bad. So, you know, he could swing it still, but he was falling apart. You could tell. But I'm just pumped both those, well, basically Bagwell and Biggio are in the Hall of Fame now. Berkman will be there too, I think. I hope he, you know, I'm not a numbers guy, but he put up some monster numbers as he played. Those three were so good. I mean, growing up, you're like, I'm a a diehard Dodger fan, but those are three guys you're like, those guys are awesome. Oh, yeah. And Dodgers Astros back in the day. BG and Baggy were, were were on that team. They had some battles back in the day in the postseason. They always played. It seemed like they played Houston a lot. Um, when you were pitching in the, in the big leagues, what what do po- pitching coaches say to you when they walk out to the mound? And do you even listen to that? What's going on behind yeah. those behind those gloves? Yeah, well, I'll tell you right now. Yeah, like I, I find it funny <laughs> when I see a coach cover his mouth like they're going to rip lead what you're going to say. You know, they they tend to come out there for different reasons to calm you down. And they'll say crack a joke, you know. Or, um, hey, uh, this batter here likes to do this. This He likes his pitch. A strategy real quick. But with me, I didn't get too many mound visits because I was only in there for one hitter. Yeah. They're not going to come talk to me if I go ball one, ball two, ball three. They're going to come out and talk to me and calm me down. If I walk them, I walk them. But, but in the minor leagues, you got some talking to. Most, more or less, when the pitching coach came out there, usually that means they brought the infield, infielders in. They talk about a strategy. Hey, we're going to play the shift, this guy. We're going to play him. We're going to pitch him away, so let's shift to the right. You know, but cracking jokes was a common thing, you know, keeping you loose. You know, not, you know, you could tell if a guy's all messed up in his head. you got to keep crack a smile on his face, clear his head, you know. 
In 2006, so, you played in the World Baseball Classic. Yes. For, for Italy. Yes. Was that 10th place finish your fault, or what was that about? <laughs> you know, I didn't even know what place we finished in. All I know is we boat raced Australia. And then and then we played. Uh, oh, well, good good job! I know Australia was a. They thought they, they played baseball they, out there. It's they, cricket. They, you know, I didn't think Italy had a baseball team either. So, anyways, uh, yeah, that was a cool experience. But we had Venezuela and Dominican, and they used ninety percent of the roster was all big leaguers. Mike Piazza was our DH. That was cool. But overall, um, you know, we just didn't have enough pitching. We could hit a little bit. We just didn't have enough pitching. Not too many Italian. They kept, and you're only allowed to keep so many Italian Americans on the team. They actually had to get dudes from Italy, and those dudes, some of them couldn't throw harder than 85. Maybe I didn't see any 90s. Maybe they did, but it was cool. Uh, you, you've been all over, obviously the nation, even I guess the world, playing for, for the World Baseball Classic. What brought you back to Long Beach after all that? To uh, when you retired? Well, to be to be honest, um, I. That was one of my goals when I got drafted was that I wanted to buy a house in, the, in my neighborhood where I grew up, which is pretty much right down the street from, from here. Because my parents always rented in the, in the neighborhood. They never bought. And, I, and, you know, they had their reasons why. It was maybe too expensive for them back then. But I said to myself, this is a great neighborhood to raise family. And, you know, I, I, I really think if I would have got a big league contract for a longer period of time, I would have bought a place in Texas. And I want to buy a place here. And I fell in love with Austin, Texas, as much as I did, you know, where I grew up. But overall, it's just it's a great neighborhood. The, the 90808 and the 90815 and the surrounding areas, it's, it's just a great melting pot of cool people. And everybody kind of looks out after each other, and that's what's cool about it. Love that. And you're right down the street from Tracy's, which is a plus. Yeah, there you go. Well, yeah. you can't walk. I mean, you can walk here. I can I guess walk. I'll tell you in a fact, bit. it's probably safer, you know. That's a good idea. <laughs> we might need to walk home after this. Yeah. So we, we're fun guys, as you can tell. We're, we're two fun guys. Uh, we like to make sports fun. So we do a segment uh, called Make Sports Fun Again. Yeah. And so today we're going to try to make baseball fun again. Not, not fun again, but make it even more entertaining. Entertaining. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah. yeah. So I'm going to give you a quick little rule and it's, that should advance the sport a little bit. And then maybe you could give one and then John will give one. How about that? Just a rule. Just a rule or whatever you want. Just, just whatever new, you want. Like a new rule. Yeah, just an Like something rule. that's not already in play, right? Yeah. Okay. So here we go. I got one for you. Okay. So each game, you designate designate one player on the team, one player in the lineup that can play cricket style. So that guy, if he puts one into the stands, it's good. <laughs> it's playable. It's playable. So if you're at home, if you're if you're at home, they could just leave the ball there, and the guys have to go get the ball in the stands. But if you're on the road, <laughs> that team's going to chuck the ball on the field, or the fans are going to chuck the ball on the field to try to get the guy out. I think that's awesome. What do you think? I, I think, think that's awesome. Fun. I think that 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 totally changes the game up completely. I don't know a lot about cricket, but I, I, I'm just picturing the guy has to be wearing all white, which is going to make it fun. Yeah. Just, yeah. just already, the one guy's in a white pants and a white polo. John, you got one? Uh, yeah. My, see, mine's on. Mine's not as fun. This is just something I'm. I, I want to get off my chest. I want to hear what an actual major leaguer thought about it. Okay. So uh, I always get mad. You know, you you relieve pitchers come in here. The guys are on base from the starting pitcher. And you give up those runs, and it goes charge to the starting pitcher. Yeah. Which I don't think is fair, but I also don't think it's fair for you guys to get those runs because you guys didn't put the guys on base. To me, giving up a run is the guy going all the way around to home. So I think that you should – much as a new stat, I think you give those runs to the manager. The manager decides to, to, to take the guy out, and neither the starting pitcher nor the relieving pitcher put the guy out, gave up the four-bagger. Four Let's give him to the manager see who the real managers are. What do you think? This is called make baseball fun again. That doesn't do anything to make the sport fun. It does because it gets, pisses me off. Because when you're watching at home, 
You you get real pissed off that your starter your starter has a big ERA because his relievers are giving up runs. So I get that. I understand that. But that I mean, you see Kershaw's ERA go from one point five to two when it should just be one point six. You I know, guess. I, I I think the manager doesn't give a crap about his ERA, <laughs> uh, but I think you know, hey, that's a fun <laughs> rule. I, I I dig it. You know, on the on the same time, excuse me, as a relief pitcher, um, you. Inherited runners is a stat that you embrace, whether it, it doesn't it doesn't affect your ERA. One thing I came in relief of a lot with guys on base was Roger Clemens runs. Do you want to be that guy that gives up Roger Clemens runs? Hell no. Hell no. And I, I actually I, I I'd like to do a little bit of I want to quiz you guys and you guys can maybe pull up the math. I, I'm not the math, but I'd We're like to know guys. if I ever gave up one of Roger Clemens runs. And I relieved that dude a lot. And Roger Clemens. Never, never uh, uh, paid me any money for not letting in any of his runs. So, really? So we'll talk oh, about I'm that later. About no, that. no, no. But no, it's okay. We got paid to do that job, anyways. But I like that. You know, I like how the inherited runner thing. You know, that that's that'd be interesting. Uh, the cricket the inherited runner thing. That's pretty interesting. Do you have an idea? Do you got? Yeah, something yeah, yeah. I got better? a rule. Okay, let's hear it. I got a rule that I'd like to change the rule up completely. That every pitcher gets BP. Every single day, <laughs> not just the not just the starters. I want a BP group of relief pitchers because I did get four major league at bats. Okay, and I only struck out one time. I'm, I faced Ben Sheets. Guy threw his ninety six miles an hour. I grounded out, almost beat the almost beat that out. But um, I struck out once, and the manager of the Cardinals and Mike Matheny was the catcher. It was a curveball in the dirt. The ball kicked off Matheny, and I ran to first. I booked it down to first base. I don't think you think I was going to run. And I ran. He didn't even throw the ball, and I was safe. So then now there's one out. I'm on first, and I had to pitch the next inning. So they left me out there because that's why I got the bat. And, Did um, you get a jacket? Did they put the jacket on? No, you? no, no jacket because oh, it was indoors. Oh, it, was, no, it, was it was cozy. It was cozy. It was cozy. And then, uh, yeah, yeah. And then it was a day game, too. You don't need a jacket day game. But anyways. Come on, but, ball. But, but check it out. No, no, it's all good. <laughs> but but then Biggio comes up and hits into a 6-4-3 double play. Oh. So guess what I got to do then? I got to slide in the second yes. and take the oh. dude out. Spikes up, right? Yeah, no, not spikes up. But the dude jumped over me, threw him out. Who was and, it? I want to Council? Who are you playing? Oh, you're playing the, uh, I we the were Cardinals. Playing the, I want to say it was the Cardinals. Eckstein. The, who was playing shortstop It was Eckstein, huh? I want to say it was Ray Durham, but I don't think it was Ray Durham. Anyways, we have to Google that. We'll Google but, it. But, but that's one rule. But in a serious rule, I'm going to take a rule, another one. I just okay, want to yeah. add one more. Shoot your shot. I want to short, and this is a serious one. Get rid of September baseball. Get rid of it. Oh, really? How about this? How about this? Bank September baseball, have it finish up Labor Day, and put two more teams in the playoffs in a best of five. Ooh. Bank there's so many cities. I mean, just think and look at look at. There's some teams that I thought played well enough to make the playoffs, but put more teams in the playoffs and then have the playoffs still run their normal schedule. But you're having more teams play. I like where your and head's at. I, I, I more playoff teams. I, I like it. And I think baseball makes a lot of money, but you know, but but the, you got to remember because look, you know, the stadiums start losing attendance when teams are out of it. We're over here at Tracy's watching the rest of this Dodger game. Six-one Dodgers right now. Bottom eight. To let you guys know. <laughs> In case when this podcast, when you're listening to this podcast in two weeks, if you didn't hear, we destroyed a bunch of food earlier. We had some jalapeno poppers, had a burger. What else we have? Uh, the Thai Cobb salad. Yeah, I got Thai Cobb salad in, in honor of our, our friend, the baseball player did, did Mike Allen. Dodger dogs here? I thought I saw that. They they might have Dodger. They have a lot of uh, very like themed dishes. Yes. So let me tell you something about Tracy's. Obviously, this is somewhere you know we all love coming. 
uh, as locals. I know me and Paul do. I know I know Mike gets over here every once in a while. I sneak over here yeah. sometimes. <laughs> gets me um, in trouble. It's a it's a great bar, great sports bar, but unbelievable food. I mean, this is for a lot of locals. It's a legitimate dinner spot, and it the food is like a, a fine. No, I don't want to say fine dining, but it's like a, a fine it's delicious. restaurant. To me, I think it's like home cooking. It's it's, yeah, home exactly. Cooking. That's exactly what yeah. it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Home cooking. It's delicious. It's really, really. It's. I would say it's much, much above a sports bar. Oh, for sure. And they also have live entertainment on the weekends. Exactly. They do have live uh, entertainment. Bands and, and sometimes a DJ. I think I've DJed here one time. All right. You get enough pictures and mic, and that's live entertainment right there. <laughs> I tell you, we'll make it happen. <laughs> we'll like make to, it happen. We finish every single interview up with uh, a set of rapid fire questions. Some quick questions, get yourself going. You know what I mean? Let's do it. We call this one extra innings because you're a baseball guy. Okay. Right? It's extra okay. innings. Yes. Hopefully you're not pitching. Hopefully you already won the game. A- extra you know? frames. Extra frames. First one, toughest place to pitch. Toughest baseball stadium to pitch at. I'll say toughest place to pitch, Houston, in Houston. It, to me it was. It was at short, home? Short porch to left, short porch to right. You can get a guy out front, and he's parking it up in left field or right field. Center field was pretty big when I was there, but everybody tried to pull the ball. What's your karaoke go-to song? Karaoke go-to song, Seven Nation Army. Love it. And you know what's crazy is I'm going I'm to bring this up because no one's going to – I'm claiming this because back when I, when that song came out, that was my come-out song my rookie or 2004 year or whenever that song came out. Really? And now these stadiums, everybody, oh, 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 you know, it's, bull, it's, it's kind of bull crap. I should have got a little uh, royalty to check there because I was the guy. And the problem with Houston, they never cranked it up. They only cranked it up when the closer came in. Billy Wagner came into Inter Sandman. Really? Metallica. And then we would just blast it. When I came in now pitching Mike Gallo, and you would hear, (laughs) and I'll be like, we're going to Wichita. (laughs) Best player you've ever struck out. Ken Griffey Jr. Wow, are you serious? First time I faced him. The kid? First time I faced him. KGJ. I struck him out on four straight sliders. He wow. fouled one off. Oh, it's because you were scared. You didn't throw him a fastball. No, because Brad Osmond said if I throw a fastball, he's going to kick my butt. I was like, <laughs> okay. Brad Osmond was uh, one of my, you know, I threw to a lot of catchers, and uh, Brad Osmond was uh, a wizard behind the plate. He knew every hitter. It just in his mind. He's like, he knew how to attack a guy. Uh, Coors Light or Bud Light? Bud Light. It was Coors Light, and then I went to Texas, and they, I ordered a Coors Light, and they said, you must be from California. I said, yes, I am. And he goes, we only have Bud Light here. I said, okay, give me Bud Light. <laughs> and that's been Bud Light ever since. Who's the best player that's hit a home run off of you? Best player that's ever hit a bomb off me. I gave up one to Vladimir Guerrero. Ooh. Uh, it was a line drive shot at Houston. Did Joker you put it in the dirt? Was, did, you, did he put no, it in the dirt? It was, I don't remember the pitch. I think it was a fastball, and it just didn't. It didn't sink like it should have. Or it didn't go fast enough. I, I, I give, I, I've given up some bombs in my time. I, I want to say, though, but Vladimir Guerrero hit a monster bomb off me. Jeremy Burnett hit one in Chicago off me, I can remember. I don't want to say he was the best hitter, though. Vladdy's pretty, pretty good. good. <laughs> yeah. What was Vladdy's career batting average? That's what I want to know. Gosh, he's going to be in the Hall of Fame. Is what he's, what he's yeah, going to do. he'll get there next year, baby. I think he was on the ballot this past year. Yeah, so I'll just say Vlad, but. You're at a bar. Would you would you rather have a pool table or a jukebox? I like jukebox, but I like pool. 
you got to have music in a bar or a, a game going on. So Very true. Uh, we got both over here at Tracy's. Yes, I'm, a juke, I'm a jukebox guy, too. Yeah. you got to download that TouchTunes app. Oh, it's oh, on. He's we're we're going to do a plug-in. We're going to do a plug-in for TouchTunes. Download the app, uh, TouchTunes, and I'll give you our address, and uh, we get a check, right? <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> he's getting a lot of royalty checks. We need but this checks. podcast is making Mike a lot of money. Yeah. So, what's your favorite sports movie? Your favorite sports movie? The Natural. Really? Yeah. All right. I, I'm going. I'm going that one. I mean, there's there's quite a few of them. Aaron Rodgers or Brett Favre, or is that too soon? God, you know, I, I I'll be I'll be blatantly honest with you. I wasn't that much of a diehard Packer fan until Aaron Rodgers started playing for the Packers. Like, mean starting, not being drafted and sitting on the bench. When he came on and he started playing, that's when I started watching the Packers. I grew up a Ram fan. A Ram fan. Then they left. They moved to St. Louis, and I said, "I'm never going to root for the Rams again." They're back, but it's too late. I, my mom's from Wisconsin. I'll tell you right now. Uh, when it comes down to it, it's I think still Brent Favre over okay. over Rogers. Uh, but, but, but but they're both two great quarterbacks. You know, they could use Brett Favre right now. That's for sure. Just don't say Capper snatch. No Capper snatch. <laughs> I'm over that. All right, Mike. Hey, thanks for joining the show, man. Supporting uh, shoot your shot. Your favorite. You already subscribed. Hey, tell everybody to subscribe, please. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you do not, dis- if you don't subscribe to this podcast, not just because of this show, um, this episode or podcast, yeah, um, you're doing yourself a disservice because there's a lot of fun entertainment, and you're going to learn about local establishments in Long Beach. On top of that, it's local. Uh, and, what and, a plug! Hey, hey. I'm, t- I'm telling you, shoot your shot. You know, I'm in the booze industry. Yeah, I know you are. So you know. I want to contribute to Shoot Your Shot. If any of the establishments let me bring, donate a, a, a bottle of something that you guys want to have for your guests, I could do that. We could talk about that later. Wow, look at that. Oh, right, wow. Yeah, because our company could sponsor that. What a time to be alive. Shoot Your Shot. You know, it has to be something you can shoot, though. Okay, hey, yeah. <laughs> I think we're going shoot, to shoot a, shoot a shot, I think, uh, right after this episode. Yeah, for sure. We're going we're gonna to probably cross a shot. We're going to do a quick video with you afterwards as Sounds well. Sounds good. So. All right. Check that out. Check out the video afterwards. Mike, hey, thanks, man. We're going to have you on again sometime soon, all right? No, buddy? it's cool. Appreciate and, it. Hey, if you guys need me to co-host with something, and, <laughs> and let me let me pick on an athlete, I'll do that. John's been wanting to send me down to the minors for a while now. Yeah, the, the podcast he, he, minors. he needs to work on his stuff. I, I'm telling him he needs to get out there in front of a mirror. You mean the minors as in, like, what, like minor league baseball? Or no, yeah, yeah, the, oh, the, the, the podcast, podcast minors. Podcast oh, minors. We, we, we need to send him back down there just into his bathroom in front of the mirror. Yeah. No, Mike. We'll, we'll 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 get at it, but shoot your shot. Download it if you don't. You're if you don't if you don't get the if you don't get the the podcast, you just, you're missing out. Thanks, Mike. Appreciate it. Thank man. you, Mike. Flippers and all. Wow. John, why do you think Gallo is so electric? You think it's because he's a lefty relief pitcher, both, or is it just because he's Mike Gallo? <laughs> I don't know, but like, what what the heck just happened? <laughs> that, that might be what that might be what they're thinking. The the listeners. That's what I'm yeah. thinking, dude. Gallo's so awesome. Dude, we run into this guy over well, you've known him a long time. We run the, I run into this guy like he's just in the community all the time and the dude is hilarious. If you run into him at the grocery store, he'll don't don't run into him in line because he'll hold up that line forever just talking to you. But guy's electric. But funny. then if, but when you see him though, you go find him. You like go say what up because he like he's just hilarious. Well, you have to. Yeah. Hey, you how about to. us getting a little like in a sponsorship he's gonna give give yeah. us some alcohol what a free alcohol dude my favorite price i've been telling you for years john 3.99 he gave me a bottle of wine by the way did you know that no he didn't give it to you are you serious well because i gave him a ride home oh geez not happy with that not happy with that nice Mike. a nice red a, a, a malbec 
Mike, producer uh, Nick, that ears perked up on that one. If you're uh, if you're listening right now, Mike, hey, uh, you know where's mine? Where's mine? We're spe- hey, speaking of electric athletes, 908 athlete of the week. Can't wait to hear you're gonna it like is this, this week. You're gonna like this. A little curveball here. A little curveball. We already talked about her. 908 athlete of the week, Lakewood volleyball player Destiny Viliamu. She went off 24 kills, four digs, three blocks in that win over Pauly to claim a fifth straight Morley championship. She gets rowdy on the court. She gets a kill. She's slapping the ground. She's getting her team fired up. And she's an X factor. She changes the game. And that's why I have her as the 908 athlete of the week this week. Why is that a curveball, Paul? Because you weren't thinking about her, were you? Yeah, I was. I can see it right here on the program for our show. <laughs> you know? Well, don't tell everybody. Well, here's the thing about Destiny. Uh, what I really like about her is that people say her name and they say, Destiny, is that with a, a Y or an IE? And she says both. Yeah, you're right. What, a, what a great time that is. Yep. So that is the curveball because she's already in people's head. She spells her name a little bit different. The other thing is, you know, a lot of hype around Destiny's child. Let's get straight to Destiny. Yes. You know? Let, let the future be the future. Let's talk about the present, Paul. You know, I'm a big in the present guy. I also like living in the past and thinking about the future. So I don't stay in the present like you're supposed to. This but. is this is her destiny to be the 908 athlete of the week. And she fulfilled it. She fulfilled it. You know what, though? <clears throat> if, there, if I could say one thing uh, wrong with her, it's that she's a UC Irvine commit. Hey, gr- s- listen, great for her. Great for her. Look, we got to keep her in-house, though. We got to keep her in house over here at Long Beach State. Well, the same thing happened with the Beast, Mike Wilder. Remember him? Yeah. I mean, if we were doing the podcast back then, he'd be a multiple 908 athlete of the week guy. Yeah. Went over to Irvine. He's an anteater, and yeah. You know, we know we know Coach Joy over there at Long Beach State. Let's you yep. know, hey, let's let's be that little birdie in her ear. Try to get her back over here at Long Beach State. I'll put some words in. I know I know a lot of people uh, around town. Yeah, you do. Hey, we're like regulars over there at the Pyramid nowadays. They, they said, hey, good to see you again. I walked in, and they were like, hey, good to see you again. This is your house now? Of course. I would stay at that pyramid every day of the week for my whole life if I, I could. I love the pyramid. So it's like, why are you going to UC Irvine? Uh, you're you, right. But, you know, get, hey, get out of though. your comfort zone a little bit. Go away to Irvine. Beautiful city. <laughs> <laughs> All right. At least you didn't go to Hawaii. I'm telling you, I'm bringing back – We Lama State lost to Hawaii. I'm bringing back this Hawaii rivalry because I hate Hawaii. I really, really do. They think they're beautiful over there. Oh, I hate him. Congrats to Destiny. Yeah, this Destiny, segment's for you. Destiny, Congrats. good job. Good to get a Lakewood player in there. Good luck. Uh, good luck in the the playoffs, the CIF playoffs. Next week, though, we have another Lakewood guest, JP Crawford. Going to be a, a great show. We're going to have him over there at Glory Days. Glory Days Lakewood. About the most Long Beach bar you could be for a Lakewood location. It's right over the, the border there. Yeah. If you don't know who J.P. Crawford is, uh, look it up. I mean, he plays for the Phillies, so figure it out, right? The guy's an unreal athlete, and he's going to have a good, good career. He's a legend. There's no doubt about it. He's a verified winner, and that's all that we get over here at uh, 908 Shoot Your Shot. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter, at 908 Sports. Tweet at us your athlete of the week. I mean, we might take it into consideration, but we might not. But, hey, why not? Hey, someone go to Tracy's, try those wonton poppers, and tell us how good they are. Yeah, yeah, seriously. If you're if you don't like those wonton poppers, I don't know. First person to Venmo Venmo charge me wonton poppers, I'll pay for you. Try those things; they're delicious. What's your Venmo name? John Grossy two or something. Okay, you, let's look it up. You'll find it. You'll find me. Hey, we want to hear from you. Subscribe, subscribe to the show. 
Hit your boy up at Peace Letter Three on Insta- on Instagram and, and Twitter and Snapchat, whatever. John Grossi. Tell uh, your friends the, to listen in the search bar. Yeah, yeah. Tell your friends to listen. Tell tell your friends to tell their friends to listen. And then, hey, we'll be famous one day if, if we're not already locally world famous right now. Life is great in the 908, John. Shoot or shoot, man. So shoot your shot.